Before we begin, this episode contains mention of depression, self-harm, suicidal thoughts. Yeah, I go real deep into this one. So if any of you can't listen to this right now because any of you or people you know are dealing with these things, then tick off. Or still listen, but be aware that I mention these things, so yeah. But without further ado, let's begin. Hello there, hello there. My name is Swai Wujella, also known as Swai on the internet, and we're back for another episode of the Swycast Convos, the first episode of 2023. And, uh, there's a lot to talk about. Now, first of all, today's Monday the 22nd, not 22nd, come on. Today is Monday the 27th of February 2023. It's Currently half past five in the afternoon. This episode is coming out on Sunday. For a few reasons. One, I've been really busy. That's pretty much why I haven't been recording anything these past few months. Also, you know, I felt a bit depressed about the state of this country, the state of life in general. So can be bothered to record anyways. And the second thing is, I know my younger cousin is going to come back from school and will take my phone. I'm not going to get into that and why she's taking my phone, but she's going to take my phone. Therefore, I can't finish this episode today. Or even tomorrow, because I know I won't be free tomorrow, but definitely by Sunday afternoon. God be willing, this episode will be out. As I said, there's lots of things to talk about, but for now... Make sure you give this podcast a follow, rate it, five stars if you can. If you can't, well, just leave a message. You know, <laughs> given your own, like, worded version of a rating. Well, it's called a review. Come on, Swaibu, don't be so smooth-brained. Common sense ain't common in your head, is it? Anyways, without further ado, let's begin this long episode, shall we? Okay, now, where shall I begin this long episode? Oh yeah, the most obvious difference between now and then. Then, meaning last year, last time I've done this podcast. Um, I'm now 21. Yes, in America, this means that I can finally drink. Although I'm not going to drink because it goes against Islam, no? Um, being 21 is very, very different to being 20. I'll tell you right now. Okay, true, I still feel like my old self because you don't really change that much within a year. Especially from 20 to 21. Like, there's no difference whatsoever. Legally, in America at least, yes. And, I don't know, 
maybe to a certain extent in psychology, biology, it does a little bit, but I I still feel like the same old swipe that you lot used to know. So, you know, yeah. But, I do feel a bit different in that, dear lord, I'm actually a proper adult now. Like, 18, yes, that's technically being an adult. And then 20, that's an adult, because 20 is no longer being in your teens. But then some people think that year zero doesn't exist, so therefore, 20 is still being part of my teens. So yeah, 21. To those people who think that 20 is part of the teens, I'm no longer a teenager now because I'm 21. I'm young, dumb, and 21. Joey Kidney, if you're listening to this podcast, you get the reference. Now, 21 years on Earth is a heck of a long time. Most of it, I can barely remember. Like, I try to sometimes, but it's not easy, alright? Like, the way my brain works, shorter memory and all that, I, I can barely remember stuff anyways, but especially, say, a decade ago, this is 2023. Ten years ago was 2013. 2013, I was still living in Bradford. I was still in primary school. Well, in September, I would be in London to start secondary school. And actually, the summer holiday of that year, I would be in Sierra Leone for the third... I was going to say the final time, but really, the last time I've been there was the third time I've been there. Which is, you know, summer holidays 2013. still remember a few from the... few from bits of the trip. I'm not going to get into it because... I'm not going to get into it, simple as that. But, being an 11 year old, it's definitely different to being a 21 year old, that's for certain. Like for one, I didn't have to worry about bills, rent, I mean I still don't have to worry about bills and rent for now because I'm still living with my family for university. That could all change though, because, um, I don't know, I feel like I'm holding myself back a little bit. I'll get into that a bit later. If I remember to. But. Anyways. Being a child. Was definitely. Carefree. More fun. More. um, Appreciative of the world. More optimistic about. Life. More. Eager. To. Get into the future already. Now I'd rather go back to the past. Because it's. Life was simpler back then. Like, yeah, we still had YouTube for one thing. But it's not like I used YouTube as much when I was 11 than when I do now. Like, at 11, I've probably been on YouTube outside of lessons, like, what? Once a week, maybe? Twice a week? Sorry, not twice a week. Every other week. Once every other week. Now? If I don't use it every day, at the very least, I use it, like, every week, twice, three times a week, minimum. (laughs) Yeah, social media has definitely become an integrated part of my life because, mate, it was created for us in mind. It was created for everyone to connect and all that, but, especially for us youngsters, 
born during social media I'm born in 2002 so MySpace was definitely around back then and AOL was a thing um MSN was a thing Facebook would not be a thing for another two years YouTube for another two after that well another one after that another two was when Google bought YouTube and then Twitter not so, not long after and uh Snapchat Instagram came around in the early 2010s when I was still in primary school and I definitely did not know they were a thing I didn't even know Twitter was a thing until like year seven <laughs> Ah, yeah. To me, the only thing that sort of resembled social media when I was a kid, like post, not post, pre moving to London at 11, was YouTube. Everything everything else that was around, I didn't even care about because I was a kid, I just wanted to have fun, go out if I could with my friends, just watch Power Rangers all the time with my family friend, some stuff from Pop Girl, because let's face it, a lot of us boys act like we're tough men and all that nowadays, but let's admit, we used to watch a lot of Pop Girl, didn't we? We used to watch a lot of Wings Club, we used to watch a lot of Love with Derek, um, Mortified, H2O, I mean the original, not Michael Mermaid, so like, <laughs> like, don't care about that. Uh, what else? I don't remember much else, but, you know, we used to watch a lot of that. Oh yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! Obviously that's not a tip- typical girl show, but still. <laughs> yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! Digimon, look, all that stuff I remember watching all the time. In fact, let's go back to 2009 when I... when me and my family friend had a few DVDs on us. And, well, he had a few DVDs and I would come over for sleepovers. That was when we were starting to know each other, because... For some context, me and my dad lived in Bradford at the time, and, um... He owned this Afro-Caribbean shop, and one of his customers, a very regular customer, she was a single mom, she had, like, a six-year-old, five-year-old son, no, three-year-old son in 2009, wasn't it? Yeah. And, uh... Me and him became good friends, some things happened. We're not going to talk about those things because it's just kid stuff that grew into a grudge, a certain grudge that I had, which I only recently managed to let go of because I realized, why am I being petty? Why am I being so bloody petty? Like, of course he's going to do that. He don't want to get into trouble. Not going to get into it because it's not important. Now, um, anytime I go for a sleepover, Back in 2009 at least, he had those DVDs and, you know, the box telly, because box television was a thing, you know, the televisions that were basically square boxes, not the widescreens that you that is attached to wall that you see today, you know, going through Netflix and all that. No, we literally had to search through a bunch of channels on Sky, Sky, which wouldn't allow us to view half the channels without subscribing. So we watched the channels that were free, and then if and then those three DVDs. Now, one of the DVDs was um, might have been more than three, but anyways, one of them was Yu-Gi-Oh, like the very first Yu-Gi-Oh. One of the episodes was when Joey and his 
best friend, whose name I've forgotten, were playing each other. They were do I think they were either doing each other, or they were both tag teaming with each other to do against Seto Kaiba, who is obviously not the main villain, but you could call him a villain at the time if you want. Uh, another DVD we had was a certain episode of Care Bears. You know, the animated cartoon Care Bears, not the new f- CGI one that I couldn't care less for. Um, yeah, it was the basketball episode. Um, another one was Paddington Bear. You know, the alphabet with Paddington Bear. One thing I remember about that particular DVD was you know <laughs> when when the copper came to um, Paddington, when Paddington said K is for kerchief then policeman was like hey you mean handkerchief because we hold it in our hands but then Paddington was like um, we don't always need to hold it with our hands or something like that so it's not handkerchief, it's kerchief. <laughs> yeah, I remember that part. We had another alphabet one, this time with Mr. Man and Little Miss. Um, and the final DVD that I can remember is this live action Peter Rabbit. You know, before the Peter Rabbit films became a thing. <laughs> Like, he actually had Beatrix Potter in that sort of television movie. And basically it was a rainy day. She was running inside, you know, running back to her house, writing a letter for the little kid who was sick. True story, by the way. Like, that was based on a true story. She actually did go home to write a letter for one of her neighbours who was a kid who got sick. So she basically penned this story, Peter Rabbit, out of that. And I remember that, and it's just so fun. So fun, I mean, so cute. Very wholesome. Yeah. Those were the DVDs that we had. And we also had Bakugan. Yes, you heard that right. Bakugan. We played Bakugan. Because we used to watch it a lot. Yes. Look, our childhoods was were way fun back then compared to now. Children would just be on their iPads and all that. Not saying that's a totally bad thing because they do want to go out to the park as well during the summer. But like, you know, half the time they glued on the screens and all that. Which Loki sucks, but what can I say? <laughs> Now, that's my childhood pre-2013. Now, post-2013, I moved to London. I started sex school, did what I had to do to get out of there. And, well, I say that it's like it's a bad thing, but it's really not. Just me going to secondary school. And instead of staying there until 19, which is what my secondary school usually does, I stayed there till 16 to go to Shooter's Hill College. And you all would know that if you regularly watch my YouTube videos because that's basically me documenting my life you know secondary school college and now university although I'm not doing much of that because 
Again, I'm busy, I'm distracted, I can't be bothered. <laughs> oh, yeah. Life was so fun back then. Like, I was part of the school, rock band, in secondary school, I mean. And I played bass from years 7 to 10. And then moved on to 6 string guitar, year 11. But in year 10, we, we, as in the band, went to South Bank for Lewisham Live, which is obviously, you know, a concert. <laughs> And, um, it wasn't just us, though. Like, I'm gonna do some shout-outs. Not gonna know these people, but if you, any of you that shout-out are listening right now, hooray! So there was me on bass, there was Leila on keyboard, there was Isaac on drums, Gary King, he was our music teacher at the time, and he obviously played guitar and all that. Now, we also had a few kids from another school come over for this particular concert. What's the name of the school? I can't remember the name of the school now. And I only remember one name, which is Jasmine. So, <laughs> but yeah, Jasmine played guitar as well. Um, and we had three vocalists from that school come over to sing for us. So we played two songs. At Lewisham Live. Obviously they were both covers because <laughs> we weren't gonna write our own songs and that I was starting to write my own lyrics at the time but none that I was gonna have performed at the time because I didn't even, even I didn't know any better did I compared to now. Um the first song we did was well, they were both covers by the way. The first cover was Clocks by Coldplay and the second one was Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol. And I remember that pretty fondly, like, it was yesterday. <laughs> like, 15-year-old me, 2017. I used to say it was the worst year of my life because responsibility set in. It really hit me real bad. Me and my family, yeah, bit on the rocks as a result. I lost a few things, broke a few things. Yeah, not going to get into that. But that was like one of the few positive moments of that year was me being in a band playing two covers at South Bank for the Wisham Live. <sighs> yeah. Now, um, <laughs> I'm making this segment way too low. We're gonna move on to the next part. Which is university? Because now I'm in university, aren't I? All right. Next thing on the list is university. Now, in case some of you don't know, I'm a first-year film and TV student at the University of Greenwich. Quick plug to University of Greenwich. It's Top 10, if not top 5, best universities for creative courses like film and TV. It's wonderful. Like, you, you get to do a really great balance, like, combo of theory and practice. Like, theory that you're gonna do, 
in order to know your craft well and you can apply all of this into practice you know for your future careers in film and TV Woo. now I probably don't talk about my aspirations so much on this podcast or maybe even on my, in my YouTube videos if at all but I am writing scripts at the moment here and my plan is that I will pilot a TV drama set in the school based in Woolwich called Canberra College <laughs> and this is based on a certain school that one of my friends used to go to that friend of mine happens to be on one of the episodes of the Spikers Convos like one of the very first so check that out his name is Billy actually he was in two episodes wasn't he <coughs> <coughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, so... Um, <clears throat> anyways. It's basically about school, isn't it? <laughs> That's all i got to say about that. But to get there, I need to gain a very valuable skill set. Both theory and practice. And um, at the moment, we're doing film stuff because more people want to do film than TV for some odd reason. But I'll wait because... Next year is when we start to do a bit more TV, and then the third year will definitely be a lot of TV. So for now, I'm content with doing short films and documentaries, which is what we did last term. Well, last term was specifically documentaries. This term is going to be a short film. A short film which I am directing! Ooh. Yep, my directorial debut is... I'm not going to give it away yet okay just know that my academia academic life whatever you want to call it is alright compared to college I'm doing a lot better now I'm not to- I'm not a top student like I'm not gonna get first class this year I know that for certain but a 2-1 is definitely in the cards at the very least I'm gonna get a 2-2 I say this on the 27th of February 2023, like, come on, <laughs> wait until you get real results first. Um, some parts of it are very easy, some parts of it are pretty hard. But that's life, isn't it? But like, thank God I studied media in college because if it weren't for the knowledge that I gained in college, well, that round? <laughs> Just know that I would be struggling a lot more because a lot of the stuff that they teach in our modules in uni are stuff that I have a very basic understanding of and it's basically just expanding on said knowledge and obviously covering new territory on other parts of the industries industry rather moving image specifically film and TV <sighs> yeah yeah, so I would say that average is the bare minimum for me. I'm not going to be doing okay. At the very least, I'm going to do average, and at most, I'll be doing well, excellent. Again, not excellent enough to go first because re- let's be realistic. I am going to be stressed the fuck out 
burnt out to shit. If I, you know, go on, like, I, I did in my first year of college where I got a lot of distinctions in BTEC applied science before I moved on to media, but my social life was, it's not like I didn't have a social life even, like, I had friends, I had a good bunch of friends, and you love people, but I felt very insecure about being autistic, because as you all know, I am autistic, I have autism. ASD, Autism Spectrum Disorder, yeah. And I used to feel very down about that, you know, that people treat me differently because of that. To be honest, nobody ever treated me differently because of that. Okay, maybe my family did, which is um, probably a whole of episode, because this episode's going to get too long anyways. And I know some people in my family would be listening to this and... Did probably wonder why the hell I'm saying this. Because it is true. I do feel like family and autism don't go well together. Especially coming from an African family. Like, yeah. Yeah. Let's just say autism and Africans don't mix well. To say the least. Back to topic though. I felt very insecure about being autistic. And how that impacts me socially. And as a result, I helped myself back a little bit. I was not as confident in myself. My self-esteem was pretty low. Academically, I was doing great. Again, distinctions in applied science. Maths and English. Well, English, I was doing good. Maths, another long story. (sighs) I blame it on the teachers and on me losing the certificate. A certificate that I managed to find under my bed. Literally... A few weeks before university. So I realised I'd wasted a lot of my time. Not having that entry fee certificate on me. And I've. I'd had it on me. On the day that I was going to college. To give certificates to people. To let them know. That I did. Pass entry free maths. Then. I wouldn't have wasted a whole year. Doing goddamn entry free maths. And at level one again. Yeah. Got me frustrated. Again, it's a long story, and that could be another episode of itself. But, point is, I was doing quite well, to say the least, in my first year of college, but... Socially, I didn't feel so good. Like, again, I had lots of friends. Well, at least a lot of people that I knew, and quite a couple of them I was friends with. So, that wasn't a problem. It was just in my head, really. And I thought at one point, a certain group of friends would leave me out. I felt a lot of FOMO. <sighs> that doesn't even compare to the way I feel now. Now, in university, most of the people that I know in university aren't even from London. So that's already going to be something that's going to be difficult to connect with because, I mean, it's not like I can see them day to day, can I? Okay, some of them do live in student halls nearby, but going into said student halls randomly is a bit weird, don't you think? Um, yeah, let's just say that first year of college was alright compared to first year of university right now. Socially, I mean. Again, academically, I'm doing at least average. Like, I'm passing all my 
modules so far. Like last semester, I've pretty much passed everything. Like I'm well above the pass mark. Now, for some context, for those of you who don't know who uni- what university does grade-wise, we go by percentage and all that. So, from zero to forty percent is basically a fail. Forty to fifty percent is a two-three or a third. Now, that's basically, you know, like a satisfactory. Yeah, satisfactory. Like you've passed, you've done the bare minimum. Okay, cool. 50 to 60, that's a 2-2. Or second. Yeah, it's a bit confusing. Because <laughs> there's two more classes or grades after 2-1. Sorry, after 2-2. Two, two. Let me try again. So 40 or below in percent is a fail. 40 to 50 percent is... A s- <clears throat> 40 to 50% is a 2-3 or a third. 2-2. Two, two, or second is 50 to 60 percent now that's like mid average like middle like that's good 60 60 to 70 percent is a 2-1 and that's real good quite excellent but the one thing that people want to be known for is a first class honors which is 70 or above now those are the best. Those are like the A pluses, the distinction stars. A stars, stars, stars. <laughs> yeah, I know. But you get 80% or above, then your work, like your written work, is going to get published. Like published on the university website, website or something? I, I don't even know, but either way, your work is going to get published if you get 80% or above. Now, on average, I'm pretty much over 50%. Let's just be real, alright? Over 50%. That's what I'm going to say because I know they'll kill me if I give out the exact percentage and grade, alright? But I just know that I'm doing well so far. (sighs) Academically speaking. Socially, at least in the beginning, I was doing fine. Like, I was just getting to know people. Freshest week, well... If you could even call it that. <laughs> and I did do a series of vlogs on Freshers Week and my first two weeks of lectures. They were pretty dead. Like, all these YouTubers posting videos about the Freshers Week and first few weeks of university. Like, it's fun and all that. I come from a really religious family, so... Drinking and clubbing and going out with girls and all that. That's out of the question. Absolutely out of the bloody question. So I already was basically being half bored to death with freshers. Add to that the fact that the Queen died. Yeah. A lot of events got cancelled as a result of that. And not to mention that most of the fun stuff happened at night. You know, the clubbing stuff. And obviously I couldn't go, because again, religious family, outside the question. <sighs> yeah, so my freshers was pretty dead. I tried to make the most of it. Like, I'm not going to stay home every single day for two, three weeks waiting for my first lessons, because that's just boring. Like, I've got better things to be doing than that. 
that's what I thought to myself at the time. I mean, I stopped making regular, regular vlogs after the second week of lectures. As if that's not new anyways, because my consistency is very, very... <laughs> What's the word? I'm not known for being consistent in anything. Especially on YouTube and definitely on this podcast. As you can see. As you can hear. But anyways, my social life in the beginning was alright considering all those mitigating factors. And uh, I was getting to know people. I therefore knew a lot of people by name. Few of them I would say I'm, I'm friends with. Or at the very least I'm friendly with. I always say I'm friendly with people, but I'm not really friends with people, because what I consider to be acquaintances are people I just talk to. Like, every now and then I talk to, or I see them around. Who I consider to be my true friends are those that I talk to, at least every single week. Not just in uni, but especially outside uni. Aisha, you're definitely one of those people. Billy, Manny, Jake, all of them. I would have said that, but... For reasons I'm not going to get into, that's not really the case. Doesn't mean they're not still my friends. Like, I still hit them up every now and then. They still managed to hit me up every now and then. And I did manage to visit, I say visit, me and Billy met up for the first time in a while last month. But, yeah, Arsha's really the only constant person that I'm friends with. <laughs> like, constantly friends with, like, talking every single day, every other day at least. Um, yeah. Um, my social life went downhill after Christmas though, because let's just say that those that are in university have definitely found their clique, their groups, like, they've got common interests. I don't. I really don't. Like, not, not to be stingy or anything, because I, I, they'd probably think that I'm, that I'm their friend, but I just think that they're, that I'm friendly to them. Like, they're friendly to me. I don't consider them real friends in what I just told you. <sighs> and the past few weeks has actually been getting me real down. Like, I've been low-key feeling somewhat depressed and, you know, like, I feel pretty lonely. The FOMO this time has really set in. Like, half the time I just don't even say hi to them, they don't say hi to me, I just, after lecture and the seminar, I just leave, unless we have a group meeting to do, I just leave, just be on my own, because half the time I'm around with them, I am basically a third wheel, and I just butt in whenever I can, like, we don't, proper, we don't properly talk about the things I'm interested in, or things I know I can interest myself in. They talk about stuff that I don't understand or give a shit about. Therefore, I just move on and not be happy with myself. Like, I see Aisha from time to time. Not even from time to time. Every single week, for the most part. But, apart from that, I feel lonely, FOMO, and then Valentine's Day happened a fortnight ago, and I really felt lonely that week, you know, the 13th to the 19th, like, I really felt like I was missing out romantically, 
the hopeless romantic side of me came out. That Ted Mosby came out. And I just crumbled. I absolutely crumbled. Like, I was just going to the lower deck this didn't bar every single day. Just to wallow myself in thought. And one time I did actually try trying to a bunch of girls, but <laughs> this thought was crazy, so I just left. <sighs> and then also recently, I started thinking about the, the incel stuff, like, you know, them group of male idiots who think that because they ain't getting action with the girls, with the ladies, that they should hate the ladies even worse, that they should kill people for it. Now, you all know Elliot Roger and Jake Davison. Jake Davison being the guy who did the Plymouth shootings two years ago that I still remember fondly because I was watching the news that morning and, yeah, let's just say it wasn't a fun day. Or even a fun week. Other reasons for it not being a fun week I'm not going to get into, but that's one of those reasons. <sighs> a lot of incels happen to be autistic. Which really pissed me off because the correlation between autism and incel is damning. Okay, most autistic guys ain't incels, but a lot of incels tend to be autistic for some reason. So, you know, yeah, because of the social, <laughs> the inept, ineptitude at social skills and all that. But still, learn like me. <sighs> so part of me felt like I was going to turn into an incel if I'm not careful. Yeah, I'm admitting to feeling like that I could one day turn into an incel if I'm, if I'm not careful. And you that will cancel me for that very reason. But I'm telling the truth. I've got to be open. Like, I can't just keep it up to myself. Otherwise, it might so I might self-destruct. I say that, like, I don't talk to people about my mental health sometimes, like, obviously, I should is there. And also, um, I have a study skills tutor and a mentor for my DSA, you know, disability student allowance, something like that. Basically, I got two people who help me out. One, study skills tutor helped me out with my course and how I'm doing with that. And then mentor, you know, I just talk to her about life in general, really, and they really helped me out, like, they helped me, because I talk to them about life, like, I really do, as well as I should. but, obviously, there are going to be times where I feel like I'm probably going to lose it, there are probably times where I low-key feel like harming myself, killing myself, <sighs> sometimes, I think about it, not that I want to do it, but sometimes I imagine myself doing it, like cutting myself, jumping off a balcony, like one time, <sighs> can't believe I'm even saying this in public, but half the time when I'm, when I'm with my mum, like at my mum's house, mum's flat, she lives on the 16th floor and boy, it's very high. And so I look at the balcony sometimes and I wonder, what would happen if I jump off there? 
cannot believe I'm even saying this out loud. On the podcast, no less. I don't even say this to anyone else. Because I know people are going to be shocked. And I now have to shock the whole world by saying this right now. <sighs> God damn it, what's wrong with me? I'm not going to cut it because that's just me being disingenuous. But I don't want you guys to think I'm taking the mickey or that I'm playing the, the game. and we'll, You know? But don't want you guys to, you know, also think that I'm going to go through with anything. Because I'm not. I promise you I'm not. Like, I'm happy I've got a family. I've got a roof over my head. That I've got some friends and that my academic life is going alright. And that my creative energy is busting as it is right now. But it's just sometimes I don't feel good. Sometimes I really don't feel good. You get me? Yeah, you obviously get me, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, this is going real deep. So let me end this segment here and move on to the next part. And you'll get to know the next part in three, two, one. Okay. So, that was deep, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. I just got into my feels a bit too much. I can't lie. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I really am. Now, I hope you guys are doing okay, despite all of that. And, you know, there's always a way of reaching out to people. Alright? Don't think of doing anything that you're, that you're going to regret. Okay? Thank you. Now, moving on to much more happier note. Current projects I'm on. Now, I'm very creative, as you can tell, from this podcast and what I'm doing in university. Now, the following I'm going to tell you right now is basically stuff that I have to do for university. And hoping that you've watched my update video on YouTube back in December where I did talk about these four modules I'll just summarize it right now like I go into uni every Monday to Thursday although I'm coming in Friday for certain meetings that I'm about to tell you in a few secs Monday is storytelling which is you know how we can tell and show captivating stories last term we did an essay where we had to compare two scenes of a certain movie or TV show and talk about that. Um, this time we're going to be doing a screenplay so it's a script and a storyboard in 10 minutes like a 10 minute script and a bunch of shots put into a storyboard that is not going to be made into a film. The film itself is another script and storyboard that we do for Tuesday which is portfolio production. As I said earlier, last semester we did documentary. This time we're going to be doing short film. I'm speaking a bit quickly because I know this is getting a bit long. <laughs> Sorry. Now, apparently the short film is meant to be three to four minutes long. Let's be realistic though. Most of us ain't going to stick to three to four minutes because it's a bit too short to tell a really captivating story that is not akin of the stuff that we made in college. <sighs> Now, the film that me and my crew are working on is called Smackhead. Yes, the clue is in the name, Smackhead. I'm not going to 
reveal too much about it. Because there's this thing that religious Muslims tend to talk about called evil eye, where any time we bang on about our achievements, someone or something is going to bring us down. Or something else will happen to another person as a result, indirectly. Now that's superstition. And Islam also says no superstition. That's that's forbidden. Even though I say touch wood and fingers crossed every other week, I don't really mean them. I just say them to reinforce my determination. But evil eye, no. Like you can't talk about your achievements for fear that something bad's gonna happen. Wow. I know we have to be content with what we have, but that doesn't mean that we can't be happy that we've actually done something right for once. That we can't bang on about it and we can't write it on the skylines. James Arthur. (laughs) Shout out to you as well. Not that you're listening, but oh well. (sighs) Yeah, so that's the film. Uh, I'm directing that's why I said earlier in this episode I'm directing my debut short film because that is the directorial debut I'm directing Smackhead and I'll let you know how it goes next up we got Wednesday's module Screen Histories last time we did a visual essay about film or TV show this time we're going to be doing a written version of it or a contextual essay which is you know a film or TV show in relation to the genre and the history of said genre. Now, the sh- now the film I picked out. No, originally I was going to do a TV show called Grange Hill, but I couldn't find any re- any sources for that. Like my research turned up mostly nothing, so I jumped ship and chose another school-related thing. In this case, this 1967 film directed by James Clavell. Starring Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier. It is called To Sir With Love. To Sir With Love. By Lulu. That's a good song. Also, Lulu's in it. (laughs) Yeah. You all know what that film is about, right? But basically, it's a black teacher teaching a bunch of students who don't take themselves seriously at first don't take him seriously but then using this tactic called treated them not like kids but treat them like adults they act like adults i'm gonna give too much of the plot away but i'm going to write an essay about that first day is the workshops you know creative filming technologies where we actually learn to use the equipment and we definitely learned how to use the equipment last time and definitely this time but the main thing we have to do this time is we're going to do like a magazine show you know the one show like we're going to be doing Greenwich's version of the one show and we're learning how multi-camera TV studios work and all that this week is reading week so that gives me time to write a script for the videotape or VT for short also gives me time to to you know it's going to say fine-tune the smackhead script that I've been writing but I've already finished it and I've sent it to the crew I've sent it to Mark the lecturer shout out to him sent it to the cast 
and this week I'm going to meet up with Setcast, most of them, because most of them are in university. The same one as me. We're in the same society even. <laughs> Before that society, that's how I know them. Um They're gonna do script reading when we can bother finding the day on which all four of us can be free. Because for some reason, not all four of us can be free on a particular day this week, which is frustrating. Because we need to get this done by April 6th. I mean, the film out by April 6th. And the pitches next week. So we need to get this rolling. Now, we have a few more cast. We have a few more characters, but, you know, they're not in university, are they? Actually, a few of them might be as extras, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, the main location, which is a cafe, is the place I'll be going to at some point this week, so I can talk to the owner, because he's also in it, and he's also related to one of us, not revealing anything. And uh, that's all i got to say about that. Yeah, that's all the projects that we've been working on, really. Now, as for hobbies, I mean, music is taking a bit of a, what do you call it? I'm leaving it in the back burner because my laptop is getting fixed at the moment. And my storage space on my phone is ridiculous now. Like, my phone is almost four years old as well, so yeah. So, at the moment, I'm not really releasing new music at the moment. The last time I've released a song was back in November, December. Well, if you count the classical music stuff that I've been learning to do, then a couple weeks ago, but none of you would know that because I haven't mentioned it in public, have I? No. YouTube is taking a huge hiatus because filming on my phone isn't working anymore. I was going to get a camera, but family said no. So, yeah, that's taking a backseat as well. Writing. Obviously, I'm still writing in my script. Writing some lyrics every now and then. Um, what else? Poetry, not so much. But it's there. Books, even less, because those books are being turned into scripts. Literally, Cambridge College and Co. are basically based off of books that I was writing before, when I was a young teenager. Hmm. How about that? Wow. The brightness on my phone is brightening at the moment. Yeah. I haven't got much to say about projects because projects. Yeah. Let's move on, shall we? Okay. What's the next thing? Oh yeah, my media consumption. So, I love how back in college I've been doing media and yet I barely consumed anything outside of social media stuff, which is shocking to say the least. But anyways, Thanks to film and TV and the lecturers, I've been exposed to a lot of new material. So obviously, one day's the storytelling module, we'd be we'd have a lecture where we're watching films, and uh, I've 
watched a couple of, of stuff outside of university as well. Now, what should I say about the films? Oh, most, most of them in the lectures are alright. At least alright. There's one or two that I wouldn't care about ever again, because... No. But... <laughs> yeah. But as I have mentioned, To Sail With Love, obviously you know that I love To Sail With Love. It's a good film. I've watched it a few weeks ago. It was amazing. Sidney Poitier's performance as Mark Thackeray, the lead character, is on par with, say, I was going to say James Dean, but I haven't watched a single film with a minute. Let's just replace James Dean with somebody like, um, I don't know, really. I don't watch films and TV for the actors or the directors, unlike a lot of people tend to do. I find that weird, like, if the film is not good, but is made by that one director who is well known for making masterpieces, does that mean I have to like the film regardless of the quality? Come on, the obvious answer should be no, but a lot of people would beg to differ. For example, five years ago, yes, five years ago, the end of March, I watched Ready Player One. You know, directed by Steven Spielberg. Also happened to be the very first Steven Spielberg film I've ever watched. That I could rem- that I can remember. Because I don't remember watching any of his stuff from start to finish before. Like, obviously I've seen trailers and I've also seen certain segments for whatever reason. But the whole movie? Ah, Ready Player One was my first. And it was so fun. I loved it. The CGI. It was great. The plot. Awesome. Obviously, I haven't seen the film in a while. I'm not planning to rewatch it because, whilst I say it was great, it's not entirely groundbreaking, like something that makes me want to watch it again. Doesn't mean it was bad. Again, it was great. The plot was great. The characters are great. Chemistry between them, yeah. You could tell it was directed by Steven Spielberg because Spielberg has that sort of aura about him. That you could see in... Did he direct a single Star Wars movie? Or am I waffing? Anyways. Another film that I I enjoyed recently was It's a, it's a Wonderful Life. It's this, you know, American retelling of A Christmas Carol, you know, Mr. Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge. Only this time, his name is George Bailey who, through a series of ups and downs, has pretty much become a depressed miser. He was not a miser. Like, yeah, he has a wife, four kids, townsfolk love him, he runs the bank or building society that was started by his dad. Um, But again, a series of ups and downs really got him down. Made him want to kill himself. Wow, this podcast episode is really thematic, isn't it? I promise you, it will get lighter. Apparently, God and Joseph (laughs) sent down this fictional angel called Clarence, second-class angel, who hasn't got wings. But in order to get wings, he has to save a life. 
In this case, he has to save George Bailey's life because he's about to jump off a bridge because he feels that crap about himself. And of course, obviously, Clarence saves him in the end. I'm not going to get into it. It's basically The Christmas Cow with a lot of differences. Watch it. It was released in 1947. Stars James Stewart and Donna Reed. Really good film. I watched it yesterday. As of recording this. And, uh, yeah, again, plot, nice. Took me until the end to realize that it was a return of Christmas Carol. Literally, as soon as this certain scene where George Bailey saw, not his grave, but the grave of his younger brother, without spoiling too much, I've already spoiled a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Until that point, I didn't even realize it was basically ripped off from Christmas Carol. Not ripped off, but you get the idea. Um, the plot's nice, characters nice, chemistry nice, music is good. I love the romance. In fact, I pref- in fact, Mary Hatch is probably going to be my favorite love interest this year. My most favorite. And believe me, I have watched Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania last week. And it was good. Not gonna say anything magnificent compared to Ready Player One or even It's a Wonderful Life or To Sail With Love. But it was still good. The comedy. The comedy by far. Dear Lord. <laughs> Marvel films tend to be so funny now. It's crazy. But anyways. Enough about films. TV shows. Obviously I watching Grange Hill in the summer, One Tree Hill in the summer. What's the Road just came out with a new series and I had been watching that. Obviously I, I stopped watching it a few weeks ago because I'm getting real busy with my life so that's that. But so far so good. The fact that they had to kill Chloe though, you know, Chloe and Dante from the original What's the Road, you know, they got married and all that, had had a kid, well, now they have two kids. For some reason, in this revival series, they decided to kill her off in the first episode, which I'm still angry. I'm still angry at them for doing this. BBC, why did you do this? She was amazing. You didn't have to do this to her. But, uh, we move. What else? Home and Away, the 1988 season. You know, where the Fletchers actually existed. It was, it's actually a lot better than the current season of Home and Away, which is basically a typical soap set in Australia and it's just kind of boring. But 1988, you did good, real good. Now, books, audiobooks. This year I've really been getting into my books and audiobooks because First off, I'd been listening to, you know, a bit of Francis Ford Coppola, a bunch of film directors, and something related. <clears throat> Godfather. <clears throat> so I finished listening to the uh, unabridged version of the audiobook of The Godfather, read by Joe Matenia. Real good, very epic. Took me best part of a month to finish it because 18 hours long. Joe, 
18 hours long. Like, what the hell? But it was compelling. Obviously, you all know the story already because I assume most of you have watched The Godfather. In fact, I'm watching The Godfather right now. I started watching it yesterday and I'm still watching it now. Obviously, with uni, I've not had much time to watch it from start to finish in one go, but it's good so far. So far, though, I prefer the book. Like, I don't have to imagine much of the graphic nature of it. You know, when Luca Brazzi gets stabbed in the hand, I was not expecting that to be shown. In fact, I don't remember hearing that being read by Joe Matinia, but we move. Um... I've been listening to Francis Ford Coppola's Notebook of The Godfather, which is why I started listening to The Godfather in the first place, because the note, the notebook in which he based off his film on was basically how I started to write out the short film that we're doing, Smackhead. Originally, it was something slightly different, still based on drugs, but more point notes. It's more from the point of view of a certain friend tries to help her heroin addict friend, best friend, by recommending he, he watches a TV show called Grange Hill. That fell flat though, mainly because I realised that you cannot show that outside of university, because copyright is a thing. And you know who owns the copyright to Grange Hill? BBC. Don't kill me. Not to mention... Half of it was probably going to get cut out anyways because a 3-4 minute short film. Although to be realistic, none of us are going to stick to a 3-4 minute film. Because again, not as compelling. So it's closer to 10 minutes. And in fact, Smackhead is still 10 minutes or thereabouts. The script is still about 10 pages long. So, I mean... Ah, yeah. Just know that I enjoyed that. Another audiobook I'd been listening to. Um, what's the other audiobook I've been listening to? It's called. Shit, what is it called? What is it called? Oh. It's called The Murderous Son by Joy Ellis. Now, Joy Ellis wrote a series of, you know, crime thrillers, you know, police drama and whatnot. You know, detective stuff? Yeah. She wrote this series called Jackman and Evans Investigation. Reminds me of the Night House and Night House. <laughs> the Night and Cover House series, which I used to read quite a bit of during COVID. But anyways, it's another one. Only this time. Rowan Jackman and Murray Evans, based in the Fens. Whatever the hell that is. <laughs> now, this particular investigation... The murderous son is a serial killer was on the loose. Well, they became a serial killer, and someone turned themselves into the police, confessed to killing them. His name's Daniel Kinder, and he, he's a journalist who nurses from Salton Hospital, Salton General Hospital. Absolutely adore because they did, because he did a piece on them. Which basically saved them from losing their jobs. And he confessed to killing three women. Only. He didn't actually did it. Spoiler alert. 
doesn't look like he did it. The evidence points to someone else. We don't know who that someone else is. We just know that a police psychologist came in to help with the investigation. And that's all I'm going to leave. Because, too much spoilers. Oh, also, that journalist thinks that he's the son of a serial killer. <laughs> Which also turns out to not be true, spoiler alert, but... He, he thinks that so much, for some odd reason, but... Anyways, I'm spoiling too much. What's wrong with me? Um, Take One is a an audiobook with basically an interview, sort of an interview, which this guy called Robert J. Emery did with a bunch of directors. You know, Robert Wise, Ron Howard, just a lot of film directors. He interviewed them, turned that into a book called Take One. So far, I'm on Chapter 2, Ron Howard. So obviously I already know about Robert Wise and, you know, America and Citizen Kane and um, the Julie Andrews stuff. Yeah, Sound of Music. Yeah, all that stuff. The Day the Earth Stood Still. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember Robert Wise now because his advice is really helping me a lot. For example, communication is key. Always plan, plan, plan. If the production is slow, editing is going to be even slower, then watching it is going to be, from the audience standpoint, watching it is going to be a drag. And finally, um, never leave your script drafting to the final day of shoot, because it never bodes well for anyone. A tough pill to swallow that Bob Wise definitely did, definitely did swallow. When he was doing the film version of Star Trek in 1978. Now. I'd end the segment here, but let me continue. Politics is shit, to say the least. Like, last time this po- last time I released an episode of this podcast, this trust was probably still a prime minister. <laughs> now I've got Rishi Sunak, who is doing a lot better, but... Still not a good one in my eyes. As in, I mean, not because he's terrible. Like, I think he's doing alright. But, he's really letting the friction in the Tory gov- in the Tory party, you know, control him and his thoughts. Like, he's really putting party over people, this case. Which is hurting us quite a lot because Strikes are happening because of the cost of living crisis and all that. The war in Ukraine is still going on. America is doing its elections and yada yada yada. Africa as a continent is definitely struggling a little bit. Let's just say no shocker, even though I really want them to get themselves figured out, but oh well. Turkey and Syria had an earthquake. Very devastating earthquake, 7.8 magnitude. <sighs> yeah. Tens of thousands of people died. Horror stories I've heard. Horror stories you don't want to You do not want to know. You do not want to know whatsoever. Yeah. Politics is shit. Let's just say that. <sighs> and finally, I don't know when this podcast... 
I don't know when this podcast... No, rather... I don't know when I'm going to do another episode because... I'm busy with uni. Half the time I cannot be bothered. My inconsistency is famous. I'm very famous for inconsistency. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can say. But I'll let you know when anything new happens, alright? Okay? And, uh, yeah. That's all I can say about that. This episode's getting really long. Oh dear lord. Ugh. Damn. I guess we're done, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I told you it's a long one. Yeah, now, uh, again, make sure you get this podcast to follow, wherever you can, leave a rating, or at least give it a review, like, say whatever you want to say, really. Also, suggest anything that I can use for future episodes, because this is primarily a conversational podcast. Like, it's not meant to be about news, to, news of the week, which is what I tried doing for a while. I mean... It's partly still going to be somewhat news related, but it's mainly about me and life and, you know, just want to have a chat with you. So give me anything you want to talk about, or you want me to talk about rather, and I'll talk, talk about it. And um, also, if, if you're able to be on the podcast, well, let me know and I'll figure something out. Okay, I'll catch up with you guys at some point, I guess. All right. Goodbye.